Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Chaz Evans, and you are listening to The Three Count. I'm Chaz Evans, and this is the three count. Always with me are my wonderful, wonderful band of goonies. Now, let's go down the list. First, coming up to the ring from Baltimore, Maryland, weighing in at all. Oh, how, how, wait, how much you weigh, uh, JJ? <laughs> 320. Three twenty. All right, coming in at a weighing oh, in. <laughs> 320 pounds Little JJ From the kingdom of Wakanda I thank you for your presence And always here Because he has perfect attendance Like the perfect school child that he is <laughs> He is Cliff Red Dog Miller And now my catchphrase Yeah, that's that's it. That's my catchphrase. <laughs> and last, but certainly certainly not least, he's probably the most accomplished person on this panel. He is the 32-time WCF, WWE, African-American King of Champions, World Champion, Chris Idol. It's actually 33. I won another championship. I just got back from a tour of Italy. Uh, coronavirus is real, guys. But I don't have it. Well, hopefully, if you're listening to this, you don't have coronavirus. Because if you do, you probably have a couple days or hours left left to live. Or maybe not. You might get cured. Who knows? I think coronavirus is a scam and made by the government. But that's Wait a minute. There's me. There's a coronavirus? Yeah. Dude, I've not- been hearing that wrong the whole time. I kept thinking they said corona by us with like an accent. So they'd be like, hey man, it's corona by us. I didn't realize it was a virus. Oh, that's so much more worse than I thought it was. We have a, <laughs> <laughs> we have a jam-packed show, ladies and gentlemen. Last night was AEW Revolution. We're going to review each and every match that happened, some good, some uh, sleepers, and um, we'll get to that in the show. We got the power ranking as well, the best part of the show, but first, let's get to our first topic. Today is the day. Today, a man was freed from captivity. What? Yes. Matt Hardy contract has expired and he is officially a free agent in the wrestling market so where is matt hardy going uh chris you can start this one off jj and then we'll shoot you up cliff hmm 
Well, he's probably going to AEW. I mean, that's where everybody else is going. Why the hell not? Why the hell not? Oh. <laughs> In depth. Hop on the train while the seats are available. All right, <laughs> JJ. <clears throat> Here is where I think Matt Hardy, broken Matt Hardy, woke Matt Hardy. I know exactly where he's going. My inside report had told me he's going to. He's gonna go to WWE. Says no one. He's going to AEW. I was about to say, is your inside report Brad Shepard? Damn. Actually, Brad Shepard said Matt's going to AEW. Well, of course he did. Of course he did. <laughs> I would be to Brad. Fuck you. Fuck Brad Shepard. <laughs> God, listen, I, ladies and gentlemen, if you read anything that's written by Brad Shepard and you believe it, you deserve to drink bleach. Oh shit. <laughs> because some of his stuff is so outrageously ridiculous and he's just a shitty human being. So if let's just put that out there. So yeah, if you like Brad Shepard to read any of this stuff and take it as facts. Yeah. But what about you, Cliff? Where where's Matt where, where's the broken uh brilliance going? So since it's March first and we know that Matt Hardy is a free agent, I do wanna take this really quick opportunity to say happy birthday. Ninth birthday to my daughter because it's her birthday today, as well as Matt Hardy's Freedom Day. So, happy birthday, Kira! I know she's like she wanted me to give her a big shout out, and I told her I would. So, (laughs) there you are. Such a good dad. I try. I really try. As for Matt, um, okay. So, my personal belief is that he's going to AEW. However. For the sake of this show, he's going to be a creative writer in NXT. That's where I'm going to tell you he's going to go. Work with the younger talent, be able to have his influence. He's got a mind for the business. He understands, like, how good characters can be built. I feel like he could be in that position. However, I personally want to see him as the leader of the Dark Order because it will be wonderful. Say another one. (laughs) <laughs> you saw are obsolete and so is that group <laughs> um do i think matt hardy is going to go to AEW? i actually don't think he is i think honestly i think matt's gonna probably go back to tna um i do um i i just i, I think the dark order that whole thing with him being the exalted one, it's too easy. I, and it's also, it's, it's a little, it's, it's, yeah, of course, it's like, we, we kind of figure it, you know, it would be if that's the case. Um, I would like to see Matt go back to TNA. TNA has a lot of good talent over there and a lot of stars where he can mix and match, you know, his, his creative mind with and can probably put on some good stuff with. So, um, I, I'm going to go with, I think he's going to go with TNA. I think he, the, probably the better choice for his broken brilliance will be TNA. But ultimately, I think he will go to AEW. Tony Khan has the checkbook, as Cliff knows. Um, he's got, it's Tony wonderful. Khan, got, I see, 
Tony Khan's got the checkbook, so money talks in the world. So I think I think he's going to AEW, but I would love to see him in TNA. That's just me. Big Money Matt, AEW. It's going down. <laughs> Big Money Matt. So Cliff, yo, let's go with this next topic. Yo, let's talk about this, right? So, um, as we mentioned, as shitty as he normally is, Brad Shepard. Uh, we've also talked about Dave Meltzer. We talk about um, some of the other uh, reports that usually come out, right, to dirt sheets, as we refer to them. Um, and then other groups that – and I don't want to put names out there, but I just want to mention some of the guys, right? So, like, Cultaholic, uh, was it Russell Talk, as well as uh, What Culture Wrestling. Like, they always put out content, right? And sometimes they're dead on, and sometimes they're not, right? But it's, the problem becomes is that – we are getting all this news and media ahead of time. So do you guys think that, like, the wrestling surprise culture, right, so the surprise of wrestling is being ruined by these guys reporting on the news, right? So where do we want to start? Mm, I, uh, I guess I don't think it's – you know, Russell talk. Well, I, we'll call it what it is the dirt sheets. I don't. I don't think it's necessarily their fault. I think it's the WWE's fault, ultimately, on why, you know, the illusion of wrestling is kind of jaded now. In the Attitude Era, when WWE did all that crazy ass shit that makes that doesn't make any sense that we know we know is fake. Everyone got turned to blind, not to turn to blind eye, but everyone kind of, you know, the light bulb went off. And I think with fans and people as general being more smarter than they, they were in, let's say, when wrestling first started in what, the circus? And that was, the, you know, the circus times, and they were moving Carnival around. Chess. Carnival, circus, the same thing. They all have clowns. I don't like clowns. And you like Joker? He's not real. So... <laughs> Um, <laughs> I think, you know, we as a culture, we've gotten smarter. You hit somebody in the head ten times in the corner, and there's now, there's no bruise, there's no blood, no, no, nothing, there's nothing there, nothing shows that you've hit this person. So now it's, now it's going, we're not looking towards where, oh, it's a fight, it's performance art. So now it's, let's predict what's going to happen. Let's figure it out before it happens to see if we're right. It's more... Honestly, wrestling now culture is with the dirt sheets. It's it's a gambling thing. It's like all right, let's see if I can guess this right. It's it's the it's the guessing game. Can I guess to see what all the other people can think? And it takes away from the joy of it. So do I think the dirt sheets is the problem? No. Are they right? No. Are they wrong? No. They might be right sometimes. Might be wrong. But I think it's it's just I think it's WWE's fault. It's their fault. And I think it's just the fact that people are smart. Well, see. Here's, here's like my issue with it, right? Cause like, we knew Dean Ambrose was leaving the WWE and they kind of gave like the going away package and did a whole thing. However, we didn't know where he was going next, right? Whether it was AEW, cause they were just starting up, whether it was going to be New Japan, whether ROH, we had no idea. We just knew he was going to come back to wrestling at some point in time. It wasn't until Double or Nothing that he came out and we were like, oh shit, like, there's fucking John Moxley, right? But now we have, we know when certain wrestlers are coming back, right? So 
we all knew that Matt Hardy, that's just for instance earlier, our first topic, we knew Matt Hardy's contract ended March 1st. You know, all the information gets leaked to somebody that gets spread out through the dirt sheets. And I kind of feel like it kills the surprise because Matt Hardy gets taken off the injury or gets put on the injury list for WWE. Nobody knows what happens, right? And then just imagine, right, this Wednesday, there's Matt Hardy, right? More than three-quarters of us know that he's probably going to be at AEW, or he shows up at AEW, right? If he shows up, we're like, oh, shit, well, that kind of killed the, killed the joy out of it. You know what I mean? Like, Walter signing with WWE NXT UK and then showing up, we were like, meh, we knew he was coming. Like, to me, it just kind of, like, drains the fun out of seeing those pop surprises coming. Edge Edge's uh, return to Royal Rumble was speculated back in November, like early November, that he was going to come back. And we kind of knew something was probably going to happen because of what happened at SummerSlam. But imagine not knowing any of that information. Imagine seeing him at SummerSlam, hitting the spear on Elias, and not knowing about anything going on until January, and then, bam, there he is, tossing into Royal Rumble. We would have gone more apeshit than what we did. And granted, we did go fucking crazy when he when he showed up. But just imagine no one knowing what the fuck was going to happen, and that shit happens. Like, just, that's what I'm saying. It's like, just, uh, just kind of kills some of the joy out of me of, like, surprises. Like, Daniel Bryan's return, right? When he came back, it was, like, two days before he showed up that it came through the dirt sheets that, oh, yeah, Daniel Bryan's doing something on SmackDown. And then he arrived. And I was like, he's there, and he's probably returning. And then, sure enough, like, there he was. It was like... You know what I mean? Like, I feel like those kind of things kind of just take it out of me. Because I'm just like, I don't I don't want to know anymore. I just want to be surprised. And I think that's where I'm missing with with wrestling. What do you guys think? Wrestling was more fun when, it, when no one knew what was going on. The point blank period. Forget about what was your favorite era. Wrestling was more fun when you didn't know. Because <coughs> you could just watch the show and enjoy it. It's just like with any TV show. Any TV show would be less enjoyable if someone, I don't know, a day before the episode dropped. Like, Chaz, you like Arrow. Like, what if right before the last season of Arrow, someone came to you the day before and was like, all right, here's the script. This is how it's going down this season. Now watch well, it and have fun. Well, See, we it's, it's not as fun. It's not as fun. You might, you're still going to watch it. Yeah. You'll probably still enjoy it. But it's not as fun because now you're watching and you know what's coming. Um, yeah. that's my take on it. Wrestling was more fun when we didn't know what was going on. The dirt sheets, they've been around since the 80s, but now in the, today's age, it, it takes nothing to find out what's going on in wrestling. But what I've found in my personal experience is the most excited wrestling fans that I've encountered are the ones that don't read the dirt sheets, that still kind of believe. Watch, man, I hate Baron Corbin. He's a piece of shit. I can't wait to see Roman Reigns punch him in the goddamn face. Those are the most fun, fun fans to talk to. I don't like talking to fans that read the dirt sheet. They're like, oh, well, you know, Meltzer, I read this in the the Observer, and I think this is going to happen. And... <laughs> Nerd! It's annoying. It's annoying. <laughs> like, I'm sure you've ran into people like that, that just, well, you know, in the dirt sheet, and they said that this, and they speculated this in October, and it's... It's not fun. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's my point. It's like yeah. if if we and 
so the dirt sheets have always been around, but really, yeah. let's be real, the internet is kind of just yeah. like, bing, 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 bing. Yeah, and yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, I, if I had to, if I just, because I've been covering wrestling now for like three years on like different podcasts, including this one, and it's like, it's, it's at the point where it's like, dude, like, I get tired of knowing shit, just period, like, one of my friends, um, I'll be honest, like, so two years ago, Elimination Chamber, John Cena had the belt. And I told him, I was like, maybe it was two, three years ago. And I was like, John Cena's dropping the belt to Bray Wyatt. And he was like, no, he's not. Why would he do that? And then guess what happened? At Elimination Chamber, three weeks later, he dropped the title. And he goes, how did you know that? I was like, dude, I've been too much in the fucking wrestling world. I've been paying attention way too much. And I'm like, so I found myself kind of withdrawing from it just because I was like, I need that surprise factor back. Like, Mm -hmm. If Trish Stratus comes back and says, I want to challenge Sasha Banks for a match, I could blame her Twitter because she put it up on Twitter and I saw it and I was like, that's cool. I'll still be excited, but I wish I wouldn't have looked at Twitter to see that because I would much rather be surprised with her popping out and being like, I want you, Sasha. And I'd be like, I want this match, (laughs) even though I know it's not really going to be that good. I want this match. It'll be good as long as Sasha isn't injured. But <laughs> we know Leave how that. Leave my baby alone. That's facts. That's facts. Leave her alone. She's the boss. Leave her alone. She did. She did good SmackDown this past she night. Did. She did. I'm so proud of her. She wrestled. She didn't get, get hurt. She. I was so proud. Right. So it nervous, but so proud. <laughs> so we're gonna move on to the big meat part of this. Uh, that sounded wrong. Um. The big part of the <laughs> <laughs> part of the show. I'm sorry, I'm the youngest. AEW Revolution, guys, was last night. A uh, highly anticipated AEW show. Um, so we're gonna get right down to business to the top of the card. Start of the night, the buy-in. Uh, we had a match on the buy-in. We had the Dork Order versus SCU. <laughs> what? <laughs> dork order. <laughs> the dork order. Yeah, the dork order. I think fair. Can I go first? You can definitely go first, sir, because right. you love the dark order. All right, so, um, first off, I watched Revolution with Chaz. So, we got the buy-in on. The show started. I'm like, okay, I'm thinking of the card. Yeah, it should be pretty good. I wonder who's wrestling on the buy-in. What do they show? The Dark Order. First thing. And I'm like, oh, God, it's about to be a long night for me. (laughs) (laughs) I was visibly upset. (laughs) Oh, gosh. I can't even tell you how the match was. I did not pay attention. I'm not even going to lie to you. I got something to eat. I went to the bathroom. I did everything but watch the match. So I don't know if it was good or not. I'm going to be real. I saw the Dark, dark Order, and that was that was my cue. <laughs> You're going to say it, too. That's my review. I didn't see it. <laughs> <laughs> Josh. <laughs> I, that, it's cold. What about you, Josh? I think Dark Order versus SCU. It's the Dark Order. Get it right. They're the Dark Order. Team. They're they're a great tag team. 
They're a prolific tag team, and they're going to be the best tag team. I can't even say that with a straight face. I know. I feel like he's trying to do like a Donald Trump impression. He's just failing miserably. Because he knows oh, he I can't keep. I can do a Trump impression. But you said prolific, and he doesn't use that word. He doesn't know that okay. word. Okay, so we had the Dark Order. Uh, 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 it was a, a great match. Why are your uh, eyes rolling in the back of your head like your Undertaker? <laughs> <laughs> Goddamn. What, what do you think about this match? What, it, what, what do you think about this match? If it was a Meltzer rating, I would give it a 4.75 stars. It was amazing. It was wonderful. It was a great <laughs> way to open up the card. Red Dog. <laughs> nah, bro. In Japan, it would be five. Fuck you. <laughs> Red dog. <laughs> Red dog. Uh, Help save this show. Yeah, I'm just gonna be honest, man. Uh, N slash A, not applicable. I didn't watch the match. <laughs> I didn't watch the pre-show. I started eight o'clock. <laughs> you started eight. Okay. All right, that's fair. All right. Um, uh, trust me, Cliff. You didn't miss anything. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> unlike the the other three here, I watched the Dark Order versus SCU or. I watched what was some of the match. I didn't watch the full thing because I wasn't paying full attention either. <laughs> but I will say from what I did see, um, SCU did their SCU shtick, and it's, it gets a C minus for me. And that's just because of what I saw. So, after <laughs> the buy-in that no, none of us watched, we had the first match on the card, um, which actually was a shock to me that was, this was the opening for the, uh, for the main card. Um, Jake Hager versus uh, Dustin Rhodes. They, uh, had a, they had a good match. My takeaways from it was... Um, the match was too damn long. Um, yeah. Throughout, and, you, you, and you'll probably hear from me I, throughout the show. The, the show dragged, and I think this was the start of the end for the, uh, I think, the, the real start of it, the show dragging. Because this opening, just match, it was just too long for me. It was too long, and not to say that the match wasn't good, because it was, it, was it was a very, it was a really good match. It was just long, and, yeah. I give it a C plus. Get a C plus for me for Dustin and uh, Jake. Red Dog. Um, I am going to be on the opposite side. I really enjoyed this match. Um, I thought there was a lot of creative spots. I love the fact that Jake Hager's wife was like in the front row, and that Dustin like rubbed his makeup like all over. Her. I was like, yo, this is a very uh, gold dust stick that I much appreciate to be called throwback. Um. My grade, though, for it, I would give it probably like a B. Is I thought it was great. I, I thought it was good. I didn't think it was great. Um, but I just thought overall the wrestling story was really good. So that's where I'm at with it. JJ. 
here's my reading. And here's why. It was a solid match. I would give it, if it was out of 10, I would give it an 8. Solid. It's not, it wasn't a bad match. It was actually really good. But here's what I would say. I don't know. I don't have anything. I'm sorry. God. (laughs) (laughs) Chris Idol. I never uh, want to punch someone so much in the uh, face. JJ's response kind of described the flow of the match. <laughs> it, it was, it was, it was good, but it dragged, and it wasn't really too much to it. <laughs> but they, it wasn't bad. They didn't do anything bad. I just felt that if you took that same match, kept everything they did in it, but shaved. Maybe five uh, minutes yes. off of it would have been a much better would have been much better match. But right now, I would I would give it I'd give it a seven. I would give it a seven out of ten. It That's was, not a letter grade. He he's an like idiot. Letter, don't, I don't like letter <laughs> grades. Letter grades don't do it. Oh, you okay? Because my letter grade is not going to be nice. I'm going to give it. He gets a C minus. That's fine. That's better than I'll give it a seven. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Dave um, Meltzer over here. Fine. Star rating system. Fine. I didn't give it stars. You might as well. I, I like, out of ten stars. stars, I'll give it seven stars. <laughs> Not enough Japan. <laughs> Not enough Japan. If it was in Japan, I'd give it eight and a half. <laughs> Get out. So, um, the next match we're going to... Uh, Darby Allen versus Sammy Guevara. Now... Canadian Destroyer is the finisher. <laughs> I want to repeat. A Canadian Destroyer is a finisher. Especially when a Canadian Destroyer looks like that, it's a finisher. And before I continue, a Canadian Destroyer is a finishing maneuver. You guys are just haters. It was a perfect finish. Nothing was wrong with it. You guys are just nitpicky. I swear, all you marks are just picky. It was great. Marks. It was solid. Yeah. We're picking which spot should have been the finish, and it was the destroyer. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are just so picky. The destroyer looked more dangerous than his stupid goddamn coffin drop. All right, I like the coffin drop, but Chaz is right. The destroyer looked way more devastating than the coffin drop did in this match. Sammy looked like his neck should have been broke. <laughs> Sabu style. But I like the match, and I thought that's what should have opened the show. I agree. I agree. I agree. That's yeah. the start of the show. The match for me, it gets a B. It gets a solid B for me. I, I, I really did. I enjoyed that match. Darby yeah. Allen continues to impress me as the weeks go on. At first, I didn't like him, and but he's... Really? Yeah, I don't know. It's probably the skateboard. He's just like you. He just wears paint. Wow. Oh, fuck. <laughs> wow. Anyway. I think that is a compliment. I'd be like, yo, Darby Allen is a white Chaz Evans. Yeah, I think Darby's really cool. Like, I'm, su- I'm very surprised to hear you didn't like him at first. I it's probably know. the skater thing. I just... Yeah. Oh, 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 I see. Yeah. Ah, uh, okay. It makes sense now. Yeah. 
So Jazz had skaters, guys. Just one time. I know. don't hate skaters. Put that out there. <laughs> I he said Tony Hawk can shove it. <laughs> heard him say that before. No, we... He said he could. No, he said he could pop shove it. Okay. Oh. I don't even know what the heck a pop shove it is. Yeah. <laughs> Playing. Play a video game, all right? Some Tony Hawk in your life. You'll know what a pop shove never is. enjoyed skateboarding. To, I, I was, I never liked skateboarding, so you'll never see me or ask anybody to spend their hard-earned money on a skateboarding video game. <laughs> I'd rather... <laughs> at that point in time in my life, I would have rather played... Uh, <laughs> what? Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> That's a goat. That's a goat. <laughs> or I'd rather would have played with my little Disney toys. <laughs> but, um, yeah... It is gets that what you call your dick? That's oh. not what I call it. I call it the Samoan uh, bulldozer, but that's neither here nor there. Jesus. Because it's on a faraway island and it's small as shit? Stop talking about yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Stop talking about yourself. It's not good. So, what about you, Josh? Well, I mean, you already gave your takes. What, you, what grade do you give the match? Eight point. Two. Oh, whatever. He's not giving grades. out of ten. <laughs> okay, eight point two out of ten. All right, fine. He's gonna be the only one that does not does. I'm gonna be the only one that does this, by the way. Kind of figured that. Go ahead, Cliff. <laughs> five minute spot with a five minute match. Tons of spots. I thought it was really cool. Um, they had like the little brawl right before. I had to give it a B plus. I think it was it was a great match. That's six thirty out of the ring onto a table. That was fucking insane. Beautiful. That was cool. Beautiful. It was perfect. It was. Perfect landing. Like, just yeah. right on. Like, Beautiful. it was great. Yeah, it's Ricochet, legit. eat your heart out. <laughs> Who lost, by the way? 90 seconds. 90 Their seconds. promo was longer than the match. <laughs> hey, we're not talking about that show here. <laughs> You're right. We're not talking about that show. There we'll come back to that. That promo was double the length of the match. That's sad, but we'll 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 we'll, we'll talk about Super Showdown at, at least. He lasted longer than Kofi, so it's a win in my book for Ricochet. That but anyway, nice. back to yeah. AEW. Oh yeah, <laughs> we don't talk about that. Cliff, uh, what's, what grade did you give the match? Uh, B plus. Idol. B plus, yeah. B plus. I think so. I think we're all show opener. Eight point two. So you give it a B as well. 8.2 out of 10. Um, next match. Um, whew. The match that probably, you know, took off years off my life. But the AEW Tag Team Championship match. Uh, the Young Bucks versus uh, Hangman and Kenny Omega. Um, this match was extra as fuck. But as it was expected to be, I mean, it, it's the elite. Um, we're now accustomed to how the elite have matches, and especially their big matches and how they flow. But and they're extra. They do these crazy spots, the the high, you know, aerodynamic moves and the acrobats. So we expected the match to be extra. Um, I enjoyed the match. I enjoyed it all the way up. Until Kenny kicked out at one. He's Kenny Omega. Shut the fuck up. I don't give a damn. He got his ass beat for 20-something minutes, and you mean to tell me after, what was it? it was, what, what, why do we don't remember what the move was? They did the uh, crap. Cliff, what's the name of it? 
Do you know the technical name for it? The, the Kenny Inabushi's knee finisher thingy. Bullshit. I don't know what it's called. I don't know what the technical name for it. Oh, the golden something. The golden oh. shovel? That's what yeah, we're calling yeah. it now. Okay. It's the golden yeah, shovel. Golden yeah, shovel it was, was it. It's actually Damien Fatal. But... <laughs> Um, speak that man's name into existence. Baltimore. <laughs> say it five times in the mirror, he'll appear. It is, and then he'll bury you. Exactly. Yeah. Why do you think it happened to me at Wrestling Madness last year? Judge Rose did bury that madness. That's not true. Wasn't that your fault, JJ? What? What? <laughs> so JJ does not remember that. <laughs> but yeah, um, the match. I like I said I. I enjoyed it until Kenny kicked out at one. He did his little, I don't know what he did, but it was stupid. It took me out. But I will say, the Bucks getting, uh, you know, aggressive as the match went on with Kenny and uh, Hangman, I thought was probably, I think, probably one of the Bucks' best work. I think this is actually my favorite Bucks match, and I'm not a Young Bucks fan. I've hated the Young Bucks them. ever since they had the Super Kick Party thing coined. Pretty much, yeah. So, but I I enjoyed this match, dude. It's not you're not gonna get an A plus match from me. I'm gonna let y'all know that now. So all the indie marks and the young buck marks, no, this match was not a five star match either. So, but we know how Meltzer is. But it gets a B plus for me. It really it was a, it was a solid match. It would have probably gotten a, a solid A if Kenny didn't kick out at fucking one, like a fucking douchebag. He's Kenny Omega. I don't give a fuck who he is. If, if John Cena kicks out at one, goddamn, I would have Cena. the same. I would have the same fit. As I've, I've never been. seen John Cena kick out at one. He kicks out at two, Chaz. I've That's the point. Hogan That's the point. Two is fine. Hogan will kick out at one. I've never seen Hogan kick out at one. Yeah, he probably would though. Only person I've seen kicked out one in, in modern wrestling right now is the Fiend, and it makes sense for his character. So he, he gets the pass. What character? The Fiend character. What, what, what what character? Oh Chaz, don't feed into him. He's, do, he's doing it again. Yes, he's doing it again. Stop. Anyway, go, yeah, go ahead, Idol. What do you think about the tag match? Um, well, let's see. When they announced this match, I had an expectation in my head of how it was going to be. I was like, okay, start to finish. It's going to be some indie fucking Young Bucks elite bullshit. Flippy floppy do match, which I hate. And that's not the match they started out with. I was feeling it. I was really liking it. I was like, wow, this isn't the match that I expected to have. They're actually having a really good tag match that was out of their realm. And then Kenny Omega kicked out at one, and then they proceeded to do all of their elite indie fucking <laughs> bullshit flippy floppy do. Took me completely out of the match. I couldn't wait for it to end. I hated it from then on out. So the match gets a C-plus from me. <laughs> it could have gotten... It probably would have gotten A if they didn't do that. But, yeah. Can't wait for Hangman to knock Kenny's face into the eighth row. Thing. Everybody's Can't come that. soon enough. Everybody's waiting for that. <laughs> What about you, uh, JJ? It's solely based on kicking out of one. Facts. <clears throat> you have no sympathy from me. You, you guys. 
the kick out at one was perfect because it was Kenny Omega. And Kenny Omega can do that because he's Kenny freaking Omega. So he's allowed to do that. And you know what? Justin, you may not like the flippy dippy stuff, but I enjoy it. I find it stupid. And guess what wrestling is? Stupid. And it's I not supposed to be it. stupid. That's <laughs> the point. Oh my God. Grown men with their shirts off <laughs> pretending to fight. God. Not I hate him. To be stupid. Guys, come, come on. Chris Benoit did not get all that head trauma for wrestling to turn into this. <laughs> Yo, you know what's crazy? I, I actually watched a, a video on Benoit before this. Why would you watch that? Why would you tell me that knowing I have... None of my kid did not cripple himself for wrestling to turn out like this. Owen didn't fall from the ceiling for this. Okay. If Owen saw what he saw yesterday... No, I'm not even going to go there. <laughs> I mean... But Might get us guys, banned. Think of it like this. It's Kenny Omega. He can kick out at one. But the Fiend... Oh, but this character... Why can't Kenny do the same? Because Kenny's not I supposed to be a supernatural demon. <laughs> I mean, I've never even seen Undertaker kick out at one. Except in, when you try to beat the streak in 2K. That's a video game! It's a video game. <laughs> it's a real world. Gosh. <laughs> Kicked out at one. They, they were beating the fuck one. out of him for 20 minutes. Solid. <laughs> like a solid 20 minutes. And the Fiend got, he got, he got kicked in his face. Literally four times in a row by each buck. That's eight kicks to the face. And Fiend got curb stopped. His arm was dangling. And the Fiend got curb stopped a billion times, and he still kicked out. That hurt Seth more than it did the Fiend. Right. Yeah. And then my thing is, you can't even compare the Fiend and Kenny Omega and use them as the same. I'm I'm about to kick you off this show. Go ahead. (laughs) Okay, I'll I'll give my rating. Everybody's being kicked off this show, apparently. I'm getting my rating. I'm just, I'm trolling. I'm trolling. I'm trolling. It, yeah, it, got, was, a, it was a good match, though. Like, didn't stay. If, if, if we take, if we take away the kick out at one, it, 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 it was a really good. It was a really solid match. I enjoyed the first twenty minutes, and I hated the last ten. <laughs> if we that, could just, that, if we, so if we could erase the last ten minutes. Oh, if we could erase the last ten minutes like and like the match ended with the knee, that would be great. Ten minutes canceled it out for me. Yeah, but you can't <laughs> take out the ten minutes. The last ten minutes is the finish. Yeah, it's like yeah. someone beautifully singing a song and they get to like the last part and then like horribly butcher it. Oh, basically Fiona from Shrek. Like <laughs> Fergie with the national anthem. I'm gonna give this a C plus. Because I felt the same way. I thought it was ridiculous seeing Kenny pop up and do that. Oh! Like, first of all, you're not Goku. You're not a Super Saiyan, so you need to knock that shit off. Secondly, even if your name is Kenny Omega, you were taking an ass whooping with some stiff shots. <laughs> like, no way. Maybe retroactively, if I would have seen Hangman, if I see Hangman Page, like, 
when he turns on Kenny, I will bump this up from a C plus to a B minus. No, but That's what literally everyone's waiting on. <laughs> it's a C. It's a C plus match. Like I liked it. I did. I really I did like the match. It's just uh, it was entertaining. But the last, that last part did kill it for me. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, the first 20 minutes was really good, and the last 10 was some bullshit. <laughs> it was. <laughs> I enjoyed it for what it was. Even if it was some BS, I'll admit Just it was. the last 10 minutes. It was BS. I'm I right mean, there I, with you. The first I 20, it. I enjoyed really it for good. what it was. I'm glad you said it yourself. I really enjoyed this match for what it was, which was some good cool. parts and a lot of trash. <laughs> so next match was a setup. Um, is the AEW Women's Championship? Uh, Chris Statliner versus the uh, Native Beast Nyla Rose. So, um, I'm gonna read to you guys what I wrote down. Um, I got I had four four bullet points. Okay, and this is what I wrote down. First one, what the fuck? Second one, no chemistry. And this third bullet, who put this after that match? Fourth bullet, why did they put this after that match? Next bullet, this is a fucking setup. AEW is sexist. But you, but you said four. One, two, three. Oh, I did. Oh, well. <laughs> I can't count either. So... <laughs> this match, literally, guys, was... <sighs> I was too exhausted from the tag match to really watch it, and it was a dud. It just, it it, it was clunky, it, they were off, there were a couple of botched spots. Um, It gets a dud. It gets a dud for me. It's an AEW women's division match, Chaz. But it, but here's the thing though. It was a lot better than anything with Riho. I love Riho. Riho. It was any. This was better than that. But it's yeah. It's just they. Yeah, it was just it was bad placement for them. Um, to put that match after the uh, tag title match. Um, they, I, I have nothing really positive to say about the match because it just. Yeah, I don't remember anything from that match. It's just it was it was it was it was a dud. What about you, Red Dog? Um. Okay. So it was the best match that they've had since the conception of AEW started. Let's put it out there that way. Um. I'll give the match. I have to give the match a C minus. It just it didn't tick a whole lot of boxes for me, but. Previous matches have been like, you know, a, a D, D plus, maybe a C minus in there, but this match was solid. Um, it's funny too because like, I really didn't get Nyla Rose all that much. I didn't really understand like her character. I didn't really understand her. Um, up until I saw, or I, I listened to the podcast with Chris Jericho and then I, I started vibing a little bit more with her and then, Seeing how nice that she was with uh, you guys, it just, I was like, you know what? I was like, maybe I'm just a little too, like, harsh on her because, like, she's this, she's the beast. You know what I mean? Like, she said herself, and she just didn't come off that way. But then with her match with Statlander, I was like, you know what? It's 
she's she's good, but the division just has to keep growing and getting better. And I feel like I feel like every pay per view or even like every week I see like little improvements happening here and there. So I was like, okay, well the expectation will start growing, but right now, like I said, C minus and it's it's just barely at a C minus. Josh? <laughs> My take is that I want to piggyback on what Chaz said. The placement didn't do it any justice. Especially coming off of the tag match, which was like being in the hyperbolic time chamber. Really, really long match. But it just, it just, it was, it was okay. Mm. Like, I mean, my bar for the AEW women's division isn't very high. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, it's okay. It just, I think the placement really made it worse than what it was, per se, if you got to get my drift. But it it was okay. 6.8 uh, out of 10. 6.8, wow. Damn. Damn. I don't. Um, I'm have to go with you, Chaz. It was a it was a dud. Like I I I, I agree with Cliff saying it is one of the better women's matches in terms of uh you know shit making sense. You know, not like a tiny schoolgirl. You know, nor the light suplex and someone that outweighs her by two hundred pounds. It was nothing ridiculous in it, but it just bad placement. The chemistry wasn't really there. I would I would say they they messed up on a couple big spots. Um, she almost you know, killed Nyla Rose. Uh, that yeah, yeah, she did almost kill Nyla Rose. Uh, Nyla Rose almost killed her. <laughs> we almost witnessed the division die literally in the ring. Would have been bad, but uh, I just it mm, it wasn't good i just i didn't i didn't like it like it's just you could feel it in the building too like all the air had been sucked out of that building so you put a okay match like if that was on dynamite it probably would have been okay it'd be a little higher it looked in a little higher regard but here on this show and that it was just meh like I, i found myself yawning during the match i just i was exhausted from the tag match and then to watch this was it was just it was just a chore, uh, which I feel bad. You know I feel bad, but it's what it is. Same, yeah. The women's yeah, yeah. I had I had a really, I had I had high high expectations for the women's championship match coming to this pay per view, um, and I got let down. So that's hopefully next uh, uh was next show double nothing. They do something something with Nyla Rose and give her some type of story in the. Actually, a good competitive match because Chris Statlander, you know, the uh, alien, well, the actual white girl, the college white girl who who's on acid, so she thinks she's an alien. Um, yeah, that's not okay. Next match, we have uh, probably the match that everyone's actually you know looking forward to. The match that you know that's you know the whole it's for the card, you know, the show itself is this one match. Honestly, um, MJF with Wardlow. Versus Cody. Match. Cody been wanting for months. He finally gets it. This 
gets a A minus from me. Um, all around, all around was a beautiful story. Beautiful story. I enjoyed this match. Um, I think it was the best match on the whole of the whole show. Um, Cody and MJF just told a beautiful story. Um, we got a little bit of color in there. Um, even all the little interactions with Brandy Warlow and, and Arn were good. It's just this match was really good. And it's not over. MJF won and cheated, of course, but it's not over. So these two are going to go scrap it up some more. And I'm, I'm, I'm excited for this ride that we got on here. So A minus for me for MJF and Cody. Idol. Uh, for me personally, this was the match I was most looking forward to. Uh, Cody is my favorite AEW wrestler. So I thought that this match, I would give this match an A. I give it an A. I thought that this was, it was worth the hype. This was the match that you would expect based on the story that we were told. And it left you wanting to see more. Because you could tell clearly this isn't the end. This is a continuation. And it plays into the fact that it's like, Cody had him if he didn't get overzealous and give MJF that opportunity to cheat. He, you know, gave him two crossroads. MJF found, MJF found his opening, used the diamond ring, got the win. So we had to see. So it makes you want to see, okay, well, what's next? Where do we go from here? So I thought, I thought mission accomplished. I gave it an A. It was good. JJ. Props to Arn for taking that bump. Because when he got kicked in the face, we all in the room said, Oh, God, Arn! <laughs> I did think Arn, like, really hurt himself. I was so worried about him. I listened to his podcast, so I need him to be okay. That's same. Same here. I know. he. I think he's become, like, our uncle or something. It's like, oh, my God! Uncle Arn fell! Get him! Get, get to him! <laughs> Somebody help him, quick! JJ. He's fallen, but everybody's there to help. Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, before I start, I want to talk about Cody's tattoo. I was trying not to. <laughs> it was really... I was like, come on, Cody. You could do better. Great tattoo. Just wrong place. Horrible place. I think anywhere, legitimately anywhere else on his body, because, you know, it's not like he doesn't have the room, anywhere else in his body, it would have been fine. But right there, that's a no for me, dog. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, just, I just, before we did that, I just wanted to really, before I rated it and everything, gave you my whole take, I just had to point that out. I, I was like, I hope Justin doesn't say it before, he, before I do, because I wasn't really talking <laughs> Yeah, the tattoo look. It look. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. Not bad tattoo. Yeah, I wouldn't have put it on on the on my neck. But yeah, go go yeah. ahead, give your rating. All right, yeah. I'm sorry, I got I got off track. I just had to I had to point that out. I'm so sorry. Okay, so as a fan, right? I'm pissed that Cody lost. I'm so pissed. It's like, oh my god, no, you cheater! Mm, just want to go up there and choke him. Mm. Okay, okay, but okay. Let me get back to this. 
news is, like you guys were saying, there's more to come. So I'm expecting Cody to beat that ass next time. So I give this match with all the spots and all that, I give it a good 9.5 out of 10. That's solid. I can give. I can. I can do that. I can do that. I can give it that. Red dog. So, I, I want to touch on the neck tattoo. <laughs> I I'm gonna be honest. I thought it was a sticker, like because I was watching on my tablet. I do want a sticker. I, I thought it was. It, I was it, hoping it was a temporary tat. <laughs> and then when I like I went on like, social media and saw it was permanent, I was like, oh. I looked at the tat and I was like. Is that a sticker? Like, does someone draw like it with a marker and then just like put like, like a clear coat over the top to make it shiny? I didn't, I didn't realize the real tattoo until this morning. Um, as far as the match goes, it was a great match. I think we, we called it. We said there was going to be some kind of shenanigans. And I think Chris, you said that MJF was going to use the ring at some point in time. Yeah, so it just, he's got it. So why not use it? Right. Yeah. So I give the match, I give the match an A minus as well. I thought it was a great match, a great story, and of course MJF was going to go over the whole time. It didn't make sense for him not to. So, is what it is. So after that, we had the bastard Pac face off against my little dog Pockets. <laughs> Pocket did cool moves, guys. He does cool moves. It just would be cool if I understood everything else about Pockets. That would make me care about the cool moves that he does. But Pockets is over with the AEW community. Like, they were chanting, this is awesome. And Pockets didn't do not a damn thing yet. Pockets puts his hands in his pockets, and the crowd goes, holy shit. I put my hands in my pockets. I look suspicious. Because you're black. (laughs) I mean, yes, but still. um, (laughs) The match gets a B-. It gets a B- only because of the fact that Pac is in it, and Pac knows what he's doing, and he can turn some shit fest that's called Pockets, turn it into chicken salad. So, it gets a B- for me. Pockets does cool moves. That's that's what I get from him. He does cool moves. Go ahead, Red Dog. Okay, so, since you keep talking about Pockets so much, I'm not going to call him Pockets. So... If you ever get a chance to go watch Chikara, um, Fire Ant is by far, like, one of the coolest wrestlers on their roster. But Orange Cassidy, the reason why he does the way he does is because everybody wants to move at this lightning quick speed. And he's like, well, if I don't have to be that person, I'll just be the ultra slow guy. And I like that aspect. It's just a different storytelling. But you're right. He's got great moves. Um, and then to wrestle, to wrestle pack, man, it was just like clashing styles that just for some reason meshed pretty well together. So for me, I'd have to give the match a solid B plus 
I just thought it was great all around. I didn't think there was really I, and the match didn't even go that long. It was like 13 minutes long. So, I mean, it wasn't like it went too long. It went just the right amount of time with enough story being told, and that was it. So, I have to give up. Idle. Hmm. Okay. It was nice to see Pockets. I'm going to call them Pockets. Just because <laughs> I think it's funny. Uh, I think it's funny. Pockets. Uh, Pockets is very athletic. Pockets feeling triggered stuff. <laughs> I'd like to see Pockets do more stuff, but I know Pockets isn't going to do more stuff. So that a little that upsets me a little bit. Pockets <laughs> probably isn't going to wrestle like this again. Toe probably like double or nothing. <laughs> so that's a little upsetting. But I'm going to continue to do the same shtick. I I I liked that. Even though he was able to do stuff, it was because. Pac was taking him lightly. Like, I liked that aspect. It wasn't like, you know, he stood toe-to-toe with him necessarily. It was just he was taking advantage of the fact that Pac was taking him lightly to get his stuff in. And then Pac would, like, shut him down like he should as the, you know, the badass experienced wrestler. So, um, I'm going to give it... I'm gonna give it a B minus. Like it was, like it was good. It was nothing wrong with it. Uh, I wish I had watched it with the sound off because <laughs> the crowd was just—it was getting a little annoying. Like the this is awesome because you know they're like people you know on the show that actually like you know work really hard and like try to kill themselves to get those pops. <laughs> so I took a little exception to that, but part of the match itself. Just yeah, jealous. Yeah, it was good. I did jealous. I don't have anything to be jealous. I wrestle more like pockets than I do pop. <laughs> I don't have anything to be jealous about. So, let's get this straight. You guys wish y'all could be as over as pockets. I do. Yeah. I really do. I, I would hope so. That's the goal. That's the goal. If I can just sit there and put my hands in my pockets and motherfuckers go crazy, I want that. Yeah, I need that. Whatever whatever Orange Cassie is drinking, I want some. Oh, I get it. Orange juice. Freshly squeezed, right? Freshly squeezed. There you go. <laughs> it's you don't understand the catchphrase. It pisses you off. Yeah, I mean, if I was going to give it a comparison, I would compare it to, like, uh, the Roadrunner and the Coyote, in a, in a sense. That's how I would compare it a little bit. Wow. That's actually profound. Wow. Wait, how? I, I I see where he's going with it. Just um, yeah, yeah. I, I can't I can't really explain it, but okay, I, okay, I, but I, I, I see I see it in my head. It would just be in this story, uh, you know, Wiley Coyote got the Road Runner. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that, that's the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I I get I get where he's going with it. I get where he's going with it. <laughs> 
But yes, that's how I was. That's how I would explain it. I loved it. It was a nice um, change of pace. It was a good change of pace from the big, the big match. Well, not the biggest match, but it was like you know what everybody's been anticipating. It was, it was a nice, cool fifteen. You said thirteen, right? Whatever minute match it was. Yeah, it was about it was about that. It was so um, I was gonna give a rating eight point three. It, it like it was solid. Yeah. Yeah, it was a cool, uh, cool, it was a cool, cool be down cool match down. to yeah. get you ready, yeah, to, uh, to get you ready for the main event. Um, main event was Chris Jericho, Le Champion, Le Goat, versus the innovator of violence, and, uh, his name is John Moxley. You mean Dean Ambrose? Okay, I stopped. I can't. I don't know I who can't. Dean Ambrose is. Dean Ambrose apparently doesn't exist anymore. So. I'm kidding. Um, I have nothing written down for this because, well, one, I was tired. And I told y'all this, the drawn out, the match, the show just seemed so dragged out. I was yawning through this whole match. I had to rewatch it again. Um, it gets, it gets a solid B. I enjoyed the match. Moxley taking out pretty much every member of the inner circle was good. And just the story itself that was told. Moxley went through everything, went through hell and high water throughout this match. Jericho tried everything. He threw everything in the kitchen sink to try to, you know, to defend his title. And when he ran out of bag of tricks, Moxley slips up his eye patch saying that he could see the whole time. That was perfect. It that was. was perfect. Yeah. And Moxley won one, two, three, new AEW world champion. Um, this match was really good. Really good. Um, is the it was not it's not the best main event AEW has had. There there have been better main events, but this was a good match and it gets a solid B. B B for me. What about you, Mr. Idol? Um my assessment my assessments are the same. Uh that I hate to say it again, but that women's title match like really like wore me out. Is dragging so yeah same here like I was really tired by the time the main event came so I didn't get to fully appreciate it. I'm gonna have to go back and rewatch it but I didn't hate it I thought it was good they didn't do anything wrong they told a good story I like Jericho as the experienced heel that he is pulling out all the stops to secure the title which I feel like a heel who's the leader of a group should do they pull out all the stops uh Moxley overcoming the odds by outsmarting Jericho. Jericho created an entire game plan based around the fact that he thought Moxley was still blind, only to find out Moxley ain't still blind. So, you know, it's kind of cool. It was cool. And it's a good moment. It's a good moment. I mean, could Jericho have held the title longer? Yes, but Moxley winning isn't uh, isn't a bad thing. No, no. JJ? Okay, so I personally think it was this was the second best match on the entire pay per view. That's my personal feelings. Um, what I here's my gonna be my comparison. Um, I'm gonna use a, a Yu Gi Oh comparison for this. Jericho had a bunch of trap cards. He activated all his trap cards. Moxley still overcame, and Moxley won the duel. That's how I would say. It. That's that's my comparison. Um, personally, 
it's great when a heel, like Justin said, a heel, the the leader of the heel group per se, uses all means necessary, like every single means necessary to win, and in the end, they still come short. I was actually surprised that Jericho lost, though. I thought Jericho was going to win. I'm actually great. I'm actually happy that Moxley won. And let's go get some, what did he say at the end? Was it whiskey? Yeah. Yes. Let's go get some whiskey. You can't even drink, kid. You're not even old enough to drink. Legally, but who says I couldn't? You guys have done it, I'm pretty sure. Underage drinking. Don't try and get us arrested. Right. We ain't we ain't provided for you. Right. Like I'm not buying you any I'm not buying you any liquor. I'm gonna buy you another stop before you right. I ain't gonna buy you a drink. <laughs> no drink for me. No, actually let me take the back. I will buy you a drink of water. That's what you have. There we go. I was gonna say apple cider, that was the closest thing you can get to it. You can have a you can oh, have a Jack there. and Coke. Hold the Jack. That's what you can do. Hold the Jack. <laughs> Cliff? Okay, so. Oh, you, you're you not done? More? You have more I, to I, say as you talk in more circles? That's what I do best. Okay? I know you do, but it's okay. But go ahead. Just go ahead. Keep talking. That's, that's why I hate, like, listening to myself. It's like, yo, you just talk in circles. And I'm like, I can't help it. It's, it's just a part of my nature, okay? It's okay. That's why we love you here at the Three Count. We love you talking in circles. Yeah, it's you very... guys hate it. No, we don't. Trust me, if we hated it, I wouldn't keep you on the show. <laughs> you, probably, you guys keep making jokes about me. Like, oh, look at this guy. Always taking his Sunday naps. Is he like a kid or something? Is he like six? Gosh, I'm Clifford. What up, Napster? <laughs> <laughs> I get bullied on this show. See, and I'm not even an, a, a legal adult yet because I'm still taking 17. So these adults are bullying me. Help me say nah. But anyway, uh. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Model for you there. <laughs> Jesus, man. No, you're not. Yeah, yo, you're not. We'll get you. We'll get you some cheese with that sparkling wine you got going on there. <laughs> you talking about he a child, man? Your birthday's next Monday. You about to be a whole eighteen. <laughs> Dude, Until if then, I, if I gonna... call the cops, they're gonna put you in the real jail. <laughs> <laughs> You know, <laughs> juvie. Nah, kid, you're going to jail. <laughs> but anyway, all right. So my rating will be, excuse me, nine point two out of ten. I, I personally enjoyed it way. I, I probably enjoyed it way more than you guys did. But it's okay. It's my opinion, and my opinion is right. Because my opinion is fact. All right, then, if you say so. Go ahead, Cliff. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna, oddly enough, I'm gonna agree, I'm agree with Napster. Um, this was the second best match on the card. Gave this an A minus. I I low key enjoyed it. I did, I thought it was great that we got to see a smart face for once, like overcome all the odds instead of like, you know, also is like this stupid dumb reveal. But I love the eye patch part. That I thought was pretty cool. But it's just like you know how typically in a, in a match we'll see like the face will always be an idiot for some reason. But for once we got to see Moxley kind of spring as Napster said all the trap cards and uh, yeah he came out on top. So I thought it was cool and I very much was uh, appreciated to see. So yeah, a minus for me. 
So that was the card. That was the, uh, the AEW Revolution pay per view. Um, so final thing, um, before we wrap this part up. So overall show grade. Um, overall the show, I mean, it was, it was, it was, it was good. It was a good show. Um, it gets a solid B, solid B for me as far as the overall show. Um, there's some things that could have changed, but I mean, all in all, it was a fairly good show. All right, Cliff? Yeah, I was going to agree with you. There's B? a B. Yep. JJ? Um, it helped clear my mind from what happened on Thursday. That's all I'm going to say. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> Idle? Um, hmm. I'm going to go C+. Plus. D+. Plus. Just I like Ziggy Dice. 
But yeah. Ziggy Dice definitely looks like he has something. Not sure what, <laughs> but it looks like he's got something. <laughs> I will I will caveat these next spots. Um, is very revolution <laughs> driven. So let's move to number nine. Uh Jake Hager. Uh like I said, I thought it was a solid match. Pretty cool. Uh you got the number nine spot. Number eight. Um, I'm very curious about where this storyline is going to be heading. I thought the match was pretty good, especially with what happened. But Alistair Black, um, you have the number eight spot. Number seven, uh, we just talked about it. Five-minute match. Did everything we really wanted into it. Darby Allen, you get that spot. Number six, um, if I could put it, I, I probably should change the rules for this uh, going forward, but I probably won't. Um, because Austin Theory looked amazing in this match as well, but Tommaso Ciampa did come out with a win, so number six, Tommaso Ciampa. Number five, your favorite tag team and mine, fuck Omega Kenny, according to Chaz, but Omega and Paige, there's your, there's your number, <laughs> number Can't five. Sucked. <laughs> uh, number four, Seth Rollins. I mean, he had a solid match on Monday night. Um, I'm not including that fiasco that happened on Thursday. That's, That's just not this could be. Number three. Uh, this will probably be the one that caused a little bit of controversy. MJF. Let's just be honest. That match last night was fire. Uh, number two. So I joked about this in the chat room uh, that one wrestler was going to hold two spots. Um, and that wrestler is Kenny Omega. Because... <laughs> Wednesday, let's be real, Wednesday, that 30-minute Iron Man match with Pac was phenomenal. And not, it it was more phenomenal than AJ Styles. I'm <gasps> going to put that out there. Yeah, I said it. Oh, Chad, it. <laughs> yeah, I said it. And then, uh, enjoy the voice of the Red Dog because next week's show you will not hear it. <laughs> but he's the most consistent. Yeah, we're going to find someone new. <laughs> I've been booted off the show. Number one, um, your friend and mine, Mr. John Moxley. Because I really was a fan of that match. And I thought they told a great story. And I was just happy to see John get the title. Especially now that we're seeing him. Like a year ago, he was, you know, kind of being ran through the mud. With WWE, and then the year before that, he was holding titles. And then this year, we've seen him win both the New Japan uh, U.S. title, and now he's the AEW champion. So I'm definitely hyped to see it. So there you go, number one, John Moxley. And these are your Red Dog Power Rankings. Brought to you by Tony Khan. Brought to you by Tony Khan. Yeah, definitely. those clip those checks, Tony. He appreciates them. He is, you know, to keep bouncing. Oh, <laughs> that's not good. That's, that's definitely not good. good so you're three. I, I, yeah, I know. That's what I thought, but <laughs> I only disagree. Well, no, I disagree with 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 your number uh, three. Uh, but your number ten. Uh, yeah, we were off to a terrible start at your number ten. Yo, I. Thought your rankings were very spot on, except number two. That was very disrespectful. 
<laughs> number two should have been number one. That's what I think. Number two should have not been on the list, and Pac <laughs> should have took his place. But <laughs> if, if Pac would have won a match, Pac would have been number two. I'm just going to be honest. <laughs> as I said, right, because I've done this with every – I've said this at the beginning, right? It can't end with some funky disqualification. You can't – no losers are going to be on there. And then you have to wrestle, right? Because the Cody lashing segment should have been number one, you know, from a few right. weeks ago. But yeah. it wasn't a match. It was just a dude taking an ass whooping with a belt. <laughs> like, yeah. facts, facts, facts. So, but man, in number 10, though, I was mad. I watched that match and I was mad that he won, too. <laughs> I love that match though. I was like, Matt was really good. I hate him. I hate him. He looks so disgusting. Like, like, like Justin said, he looks like he has something. Like he does. Like he looks disgusting. Like he looks like he, like he's on like Monument Street, like begging for change. Yeah. You guys are mean. That's a person with real emotions and real feelings. Looks like he's got something. He looks real. like he's got something. And he also looks like he wants to sell me something, too. <laughs> I feel like I run into him at the used car lot a lot when I'm trying to buy a car. He's just like, here, get this car. It has four doors. I'm like, cool. <laughs> uh, but, but, hey, I do want to throw an honorable mention. Um, even though it wasn't on TV, uh, a big friend, a friend of mine, Big Trouble, Ben Bishop, made his debut in ACW uh, in his debut match, helped win the tag titles. I just wanted to throw some love his direction because um, it was awesome. And I'll send you guys the videos so you guys can see, like, he had the it, – it was deafening, the pot that he got when he walked out. It was insane because, like, all of his friends and family flew in from Rhode Island to see his debut match here in Maryland, and it was Oh, that. It was crazy. There were sixty, it was sixty fans, just his family alone, and just oh wow, yeah, <laughs> it was oh, crazy. You were kidding when you said all his family. <laughs> yeah, there yeah. was sixty people around, and they, just out of nowhere, you just keep hearing, "We want trouble," <laughs> and like, yo, then when he came out, yeah, it was the so. Cool. Can't even get sixty family and friends to come down the street. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Yeah. Alicia being what are you going to do? Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> that's awesome. Shout out to him. Mm-mm. Also, oh. it was uh, it was Gilbert's last match, like yeah. last wrestling match ever at ACW. It was it was really cool, and they did a really cool thing for him too at the end. So if you guys get a chance to check out the show, I'll find you guys links. But I definitely would tag you guys in the in the video that he had when he popped when he walked out. So. Can't wait to check that out. Well, guys, this looks like this episode of the Three Count is uh is about wrapped up. We've reached our end time here. Um, we want to say thank you for listening to the Three Count, this uh Tony Khan produced uh show. <laughs> um, giving you the review of AEW Revolution, power rankings, and our debate. So I'm Chaz Evans, always here with my co-host. Little JJ, the Red Dog, and the 25-time national champion of all African Negro Foundation, Chris Idol. We will catch you guys on the flip side. Tune in next week, and 
always remember it takes three seconds to lose a match. Thank you for tolerating us. <laughs>